Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Sings Tour podcast coming at you. Um, we have some, obviously we have some things, things to talk about. There's OTAs, uh, the, the whole premise of this episode um, we'll be talking about Ryan and I are going to be grading the Saints offseason in terms of a ton of moves that happened this offseason. Um, and we're going to we're going to grade them each individually and then come up with, a, I guess, like a total overall grade for the Saints offseason. But, you know, this is our podcast. And the great thing about having a podcast and not having anyone to really an- not having anyone to answer to at all is that we can talk about anything we want on our podcast. And so, uh I'd be remiss if we didn't start, we didn't just talk about the state of affairs kind of going on in this world right now. I wanted to bring up the whole Buffalo shooting um, last week, but we had Mike Neighbors on and it really wasn't a time to kind of talk about it. Um, but just, just where things are and just in this country, you know, we had, the, we had the shooting in Buffalo. Someone goes into a supermarket primarily where was identifying and, and shooting and killing African-American people, black people because of their skin color. Um, yesterday, Rob Elementary, um, a school in, in West Texas, I'm from West Texas. Uh, I don't even know what the number is right now. 18, 19, 19 dead in a school shooting. There was uh, a church shooting out here in or not out here, but in Orange County in, in Laguna Woods last week, two weeks ago. It all fucking blends in together. Um, and I know, I mean, I know, I sound down and yeah, kind of a bummer, but this shit just fucking sucks. It sucks. It's, it 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 pisses me off, and like I I feel at this point, um, I'm out of emotions to to really express um, I'm, I'm out of emotions to, to really express everything that's been going on, but I, I did want to briefly talk about it at the beginning of this episode. Um, Cause it's shit's out of control. And the, the sad part about it. And I think your tweet you sent out was perfectly said that tweet in terms of how all this is going to play out in terms of gun control, blah, blah, it reminded me of like your Saints tweet when they're like the, the seven and nine years of how like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mean to make fun of it, but like it, the accuracy was, was that spot on. And I'm, we're already, if you're, I've been trying to avoid Twitter. Like I, I check into our, our little discord, you know, especially with everything that's going on. Like I can't, I can't handle like just the, the flooding of like, more, yeah. more information. I just can't do it. Um, it could be because like my job, my career in itself can be pretty fucking sad and emotionally draining. And then I'm like on social media, I'm just like, I, I can't. Um, but you're an excellent person in terms of having a political mind. I even I even asked you just like in terms of like what can be really fucking done about this 
insane problem that we have in this country with gun control and, and violence. And it's just, it's exhausting, man. It really, really is. No, it is, man. Like, it just wears me out. It makes me tired. Physically. Tired, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. Like, and this, you know, this one with, with kids, again, like, you know, saying, like Sandy Hook, it's like, I, at some point, like, I'm just, I, I'm, this is where I'm at with it, man. Like, because I'm a, I wouldn't call myself a gun nut. I don't own any right now. I used to. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gun dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm all about, you know, people being able to get their guns and shit like that. But at some point, we got to drill down and figure out because there's a problem, bro. Like, sometimes yes. there's a problem that rears its head and it just got to be addressed. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I really don't know that. Like, I hear everybody, maybe the answer is, you know, strict gun control laws or something like that. Uh, in America, I just don't see it. It's not feasible. It's just not going to happen. This is a too much money. Country, it's a, too much money. It's a country built on violence. It's a country built on um, being able to protect yourself and you know you can talk about the second second amendment or whatever but like this shit is just in, ingrained into america you know it's it's cultural it's a culture thing like if you go to you know you go to france you know what i'm saying you go to japan and you talk about owning guns they just look at you crazy like what, what the hell like why would i own a gun like they, they would just they just don't understand the concept when america is just different culturally um, and that culture ain't changing. Like that's that's just a part of American culture, bro. Like so, that's not changing. And culture is, you know, downstream. Is always uh, politics is always downstream from culture. So if it ain't gonna change in the culture, politics ain't gonna change it. Um, but that said, we really do need to figure out what's wrong. Like what possesses an individual, an eighteen-year-old that hasn't hasn't even lived life to walk into a supermarket and decide I'm just going to shoot black people or possess an 18-year-old to walk into an elementary school and just say, I'm going to kill every kid I can until my bullets run out. And yeah, probably, like, what, what what happens up there? I, I want to know, like, what was the function? It's it's insane because, like, you you and I texted, but texted about a little bit. I know Rob, like, on Twitter, I think last week was kind of, kind of you know, make a, a joke out out of a, a joke about this, which is like, you're fucking 18. Like, what the, go fucking try to get some ass. Like, right. holla at a girl. Like, what? Like, oh, what? boy. Oh, whatever. Like, you know, you don't, I don't care. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's just heavy, heavy, man. It's real heavy. Um, and I think, and I think for me, the, the time I realized of how fuck we were was when that mass shooting happened in Vegas, right? Oh yeah, which was like oh, three, yeah. three years ago. Before it was nuts, so, and that shit was nuts. Like people don't like do people remember how crazy that was? That was crazy. That happened. That shit happened in Vegas, and a month, month and a half later, it was like it never even existed. And I remember me and you, would me and you would text each other like. Yo, like, remember that shit in Vegas? Like, like it just it just disappeared, disappeared right? right? And like to me, I think, and you know, maybe other people realize it for like I think I realized of how quickly like the news cycle and shit like quickly turned for the Vegas shooting. 
Right, it, next week is going to be something else where I swear. It's gonna it, be, is it, isn't it? It's, 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 it's going to be Ukraine or abortion or something. whatever. Something. And, you know, Rob uh, Elementary School is just going to be uh, a footnote at the bottom of a newspaper somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And it's just the, it's just the way it is. It's, the, it's, it's the sad truth, though. It's, it's 100% the sad truth. Um, and I know people listen to podcasts and do whatever to have an outlet to uh, as an escapism, but like you, you I don't care about, about you, that shit. That shit, that's crazy. You, we Bro. can't, we can't, you can't escape this. The I'll say this. Speaking of podcasts, and I, I, I tweeted it yesterday. The the absolute best podcast series I've ever listened to, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, what is the confronting Columbine series? Um, mm. Amy o- Amy Over was a senior at Columbine, um, and she does this eight part podcast series where she's confronting, and you just you get to hear because I think for for obviously for for us who hasn't been through anything like that, you get to hear all the shit that a, like a school shooting survivor has had to live through their entire lives, mm. like. She talked on one episode. She has a daughter. She's talking about the first day her and her husband took their daughter to to preschool. She had like a panic attack, right? Because she's dropping her school. She's dropping her kid off school, and all she remembers was hap- what happened when she was a senior in high school of her running for her life um, in Columbine, um, April twentieth. So I'm not saying that. Obviously, don't listen to it right now because you know, but. In terms of just getting the ideal of just because if, if you would have just said this when Conobon happened April 20th, 20 plus years ago, like for this to have just be the norm, like right. it, it would be insane. It would be utterly insane. insane but, bro. Like that was the biggest thing ever when that happened. I remember. Yeah, it was huge. And then now we have someone going into a fucking grocery store on Twitch singling oh. out. Black people, bro. Like what? What? Okay, I, we got. We'll, like we'll a first on. person shooting, bro. Like this. That's this. I I can't, man. Let's uh, move on. Um, I don't want to do the whole thoughts and prayers thing because it doesn't it doesn't do shit. Like what? What is a, a guy in California giving thoughts and prayers going to provide comfort to a parent that's lost their kid in a fucking senseless and shooting? The parents ain't listening. They ain't listening right now. Like, <laughs> like 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 it does fucking nothing. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna change gears and just quickly try to lighten the mood because this is something <laughs> that I want to lighten the mood after being very heavy, and then we'll get into Saints talk. But <laughs> I was talking, I was texting Ryan this as it was happening yesterday, and I'm gonna put on the podcast just because it was hilarious. I want to lighten the mood, make sure you know us get laughing, just talk some Saints before we get out of here, but. I was doing this this weight class online yesterday. I need, you know, I need to just fuck. I need to start losing some weight fucking. So got referred over. You have to do like this hour and a half, like virtual meeting and talking. They, they give you like options of like, you know, how you can lose weight and then you pick one, whatever, right? And then this this woman on the call she starts talking. She says, I'm, you know, I'm, tw- I'm just 20 pounds overweight, but like those 20 pounds, like I just can't seem to drop them. And I've just done everything. And I just feel like I'm not being heard just, just because like 
I'm not, I may not be having like the same issues that other people are having in terms of weight. Like, you know, this is just really hard for me and I eat organic and I do like all these juices. And when I tell you that was some of the most annoyed, funny shit, I'm like, bitch, do you know the audience that you're talking to right now? Like we're, like we are fat, fat. Like, like, like we would love to be complaining about um, 20 pounds. Oh, you know, beast, bitch. Like, what? Like, BMI's got double digits. <laughs> the best part we, we told it, Dr. Now. Like, Dr. Now, <laughs> you know, we're weighing too much right now. The best part is she, she said that she had got referred to Weight Watchers a couple of months ago, and she went to Weight Watchers, and she told her story, and everybody in Weight Watchers was rolling their eyes at her, and I <laughs> was highly brought I agree. Like, they, they was right on, man. You know, skinny ass off this fucking... Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it, Weight Watchers. Sorry, every, every time I just think about her talking, it's like she she couldn't read a room, bro. Like she, you, have you ever seen like one episode of like This Is Us? Like, or, or you seen like a like a commercial for it? I have not seen a, a second of it. Have you seen a commercial for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, like the like the, the big sibling, like there's like a big like a, a girl, like she's she's big, big though, like yeah, 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 big, yeah. big, right? Imagine being twenty pounds overweight. And like she's in a meeting like this, like she's like triple digits, probably overweight. And you're saying, well, no one just understands my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you get fucking jumped, bro. Jump, man. Like you need to find another meeting, man. <laughs> anyway, um, I just it happened to me yesterday. I've been laughing about it ever since. But let's let's talk about the Saints. I want to start with OTAs, right? Let's start there. We we got some we got some pictures of OTAs. A big a, a big thing that you pointed out today. I don't know if it, I think it was in our Discord was like like the fact that Jameis is throwing in OTAs is like that's a, a big sign. It's a big big sign. Um, you would, see, it is you and he looks he's looking trim. You would think that. You know, potentially they would take it slow with him. Maybe he doesn't throw until a training camp, but he's already throwing, already practicing, not like practicing, practicing, but throwing, which is a huge sign. And then probably like the biggest news that came out today is everyone, you know, doing the happy, happy Mike Thomas, like he's still not, you know, not running. Yeah. I know, I mean, I know he had the, you know, Underhill reporting, he had the, out the facility. Yeah. At this point, bro, like, can I just see Mike Thomas in the Saints jersey? Like, that's. Bro, like- I think everybody, like everybody, knows he's not going to be out there just running Chris routes. Right? Would it would have it would have been nice to just see him jogging on the sideline or something like just getting in a little, you know, the wide receiver stance. Just, <laughs> just stop laughing. <laughs> like, damn, man! Like I haven't seen him, bro. I have not seen him. Seen that one little clip of him running in Timberlands. Um, and that, that was it. That was it. And I, and I saw like the reaction on Twitter a little bit. Um, and listen, I, I I think the plan is I, I'm not overreacting to it, right? No, I, no, I, I get no. I get the the concern and the annoyance because like it's been it's been it's going on two years, bro. Like 
it's been a long time since we've seen Mike Thomas in a Saints jersey. And so I don't think this is alarm bells or anything like that. But like I did get, I understood where the annoyance or the or the little concern I came from. It's like, damn, like, is he ever gonna come back? Yeah. Um because he's a huge, a huge piece to the puzzle, right? For this yeah. team to reach their full potential, he gotta be back at least anywhere from like a 70, 80% of, of what he was. Like, I'm not expecting old Michael Thomas to come back. I'm just not. I'm realistic. No, right? no, but he is a huge piece. Like, I was just going on, you know, I was on YouTube just looking at seeing what just the random talking heads were saying, you know, Ryan Clark and NFL Network and, you know, just talking heads and talking about the Saints. And all of them, like, you know, oh, you, you know, they're going to have Mike Thomas back. And, you know, they're talking about the wide receiver core and all that stuff. I'm like, man. Like Mike, the the Mike Thomas back is carrying a, a lot of weight right now. Like I know this, bro. And look, I think he's going to be back, but it's it's just you just don't know, man. You don't know. You don't know. You know. So it's good to be okay. It's fine to be positive and optimistic that he's going to be fine, and everything looks like it's going that way. And the fact that he's like back, bought in, and you know, at the facility and. Getting itself, you know, back is great, but I'm just like, man, what kind of, what kind of ankle injury was this? Like, like James Winston tore his ACL like six months ago, man, six seven months ago, and he out there throwing, and Mike Thomas tore his ankle up two years, yeah, like, yeah, so long ago. I was in a different, I was in a different house back then. Like, I, <laughs> I remember I was at. I was at um, IP Biloxi, the resort, watching the game on the big screen TV. I was in the pool watching this Tampa Bay Saints game. Like, Drew Brees was still playing. Like, no, I was was still living by myself. Now me and my girlfriend live together, bro. Like, what? Completely different. COVID didn't exist. (laughs) COVID-19. Bro, how wild is that? The COVID nineteen was not a thing. Like that's that's the last time I saw him. I know he came back at some point that season, and but he was barely there, you know. So it's like, man, we just want to see Mike, man. Like it just alleviate a lot of concerns. But it's just one of the things we just got to be patient and wait on, and just you know, Saints fans need to know. Don't expect him to be putting up one hundred and twenty yards week one. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna take a little time. No, don't don't expect that at all. Um, but I do think, and I, and this is, you know, credit to Brian, because Brian kind of has kind of pointed this out too, you know, a good thing about the Jarvis Landing, Jarvis Landry signing is it, like, yeah, if he's a part of the, the trio, that's great. But he also presents as good Michael Thomas insurance, right? Obviously right. not as good as Mike was in, in his prime, but can do a lot of the slant boy. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for all, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I saw quite a few pictures of your favorite favorite Saints player, Tony Jones Jr. Um, oh, I was so pissed, bro. I got I mad. No, physically mad seeing that, bro. Like, damn it. Had no idea. I guess maybe he signed on like a future deal. Had no idea Kevin White was still associated with the team whatsoever. Yeah, He's still there, bro. <laughs> Um, I was like, oh, okay. Well, so hopefully that's not not the yeah, case. That don't last. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but we wanted to do an exercise and here's the thing that sucks about the off season, right? We, it is just without fail. And I, I've gone over the numbers. Our numbers are just going to dip down in the next oh, couple yeah. months. It's just, oh, yeah. You know, there's going to be a dead period. They'll pick back up around training camp. They'll pick up for sure for preseason, but like there's going to be a, a lull. So I, I'm, I'm sad that a lot of people won't be able to hear this episode because I think it's going to be a really good episode and that's going through the off season and giving them a grade. But on the other hand, like that's on y'all. Um, I will say, so before we get into the, the, the off season grades in terms of the moves, um, Ryan and I are going to try something a little different in terms of our Patreon. So we've kind of plateaued in getting in terms of the goal of getting to 200 Patreons before the regular season. I know it's early, but we are 72 Patreons away from getting that goal. However, we are planning to start introducing different levels of, of, of Patreon for our members. So I've ordered the first Saints Twitter coffee mug. It should be arriving next Friday. If it, if the quality of it is good and, you know, I, I think it's good quality, what we're going to start doing is that if someone's donating at a $10 level um, to our Patreon, then you're going to get, obviously, access to the Discord, access to um, the VIP meet and greet and everything in New, or- <clears throat> in New Orleans before the Raiders game, but you also get the, the Saints Twitter, hashtag Saints Twitter podcast coffee mug. If you're donating at a $20 level, then you're going to receive the Tumblr. Um, so we're just kind of introducing levels for our Patreons. If you don't, if you know, no one, we're not saying that you have to do these levels. You can do anything is, is helpful, especially as we try to grow it. Um, also, this upcoming weekend, a goal of mine is to, if not this weekend, then in, in a couple of weeks, a goal of mine is to uh purchase two tickets to the Seattle game that the Saints play against the Seahawks in New Orleans and raffle those off for our Patreons only. Um, so like I, like I said, a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks ago, very, very serious about um, making being a Patreon a, a rewarding experience, you know, for us to show our support to everyone that does support us. Hell yeah, man. They deserve it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. So I got, what's this, 15 different items that, in terms of grading for the offseason. So, obviously, the number one place to start is Sean Payton stepping down, um, which was a big thing. And and all people didn't believe it was going to happen. People, you know, Saints fans were like saying it was, there's a no story, blah, blah. It happened. We're, we're living in a different world now as a Saints fan. What was your grade? So this is clear. We're doing classroom grades. Anywhere from A, yeah. A plus to F, 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 F. Um, I, did, I did numbers, but we could try. Okay. Okay. So, so, so you did like a GPA? Yeah. No, okay. GPA. Okay. Um, so I did letter grade. So what what was your grade for for Peyton stepping down? Um, I don't have a grade for that. I have a grade for higher DA, but obviously the grade for Sean Peyton stepping down is F. Yes, <laughs> sure is. Like that's a that's a sixty at least, you know. <laughs> yes, uh, I gave it an F too, and I know that 
I think there's been a slight too much of an overcorrection in terms of Spence, in terms of like the praise DA is getting for yeah. like Jarvis Landry and, and Tyron. Um, and so how do I word this? I don't, I don't know if, if Peyton was still the head coach, if they would have been as offensive heavy as they've been recently, which I think is obviously was much needed. Um, but I don't think it may have been as bad as Saints fans thought it may have. Would right, have been. right. Uh, Sean Payton would not have gone into this offseason or into the season with the same wide receiver group. Like, it's just, yeah. Like, that wide receiver was, was terrible. Like, he knew it was terrible. Sure. Now, would he have, you know, would he have traded up for Chris Olave and all that? I, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a different different story. But to your point, I I I agree. So we gave I gave we both give that just a big F. Um, what I'm interested to hear what you gave DA, Dennis Allen being hired as head coach as a as a, as a grade. Um, I gave that a 75, which is uh like a B minus. Is that a B minus? A B minus yeah. or a C plus? It's a C. I think that think that's more of a C plus. Yeah, like a C plus. So it's okay. like you know, it's it's straight down the middle. It's like we expected it to happen. Um, no, it's not trying to really push the franchise into the future or like make a drastic change. But it's saying, hey, you know, we like the culture here. Let's try to keep it stable. Stability is the key, you know what I'm saying? So I give it a C. You know, it's a C. You know, it's like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So just so everyone knows, we did not discuss grades with each other before recording this podcast or anything like oh, yeah. that. We, we did it independently. Um, I gave DA the same. The, the higher the deal sound the same grade. Gave it a C+. Plus. <laughs> C+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, I think you worded it, worded it perfectly. Um and we'll see, right? Like, you know, obviously it's one season, but that C plus in retrospect could be taken turn up being an F or turn up or could be higher, right? We don't, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like because he's been a good defensive coordinator. Yes, but he he was a bad head coach. And look, you could make a lot of excuses for him as far as being a head coach of the Raiders. His first year, they were like seventy million in dead money. You know, he basically like his first two years was just. You can't even call it rebuilding. It was like first, like digging the burnt, the, like it's like a house burned down or something that you gotta tear down the burn house and then, mm-hmm. you know, resurface the foundation. And it, it was just, you know, he had to do a lot. And, you know, he had Reggie McKenzie who's fired now. He's like, you know, they had a new owner, Mark, Mark Davis, who, you know, had never been an owner before. Yeah, so it was a lot, like you can come up with a lot of excuses to why. He failed as a head coach, but I just remember thinking when he was a head coach, like, man, like, show me something. Like, I don't remember, like, as a head coach, even if you don't do bad, like, show something. Like, who was the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, who was coaching the Texans last year that got fired, like, what, the one year? David Cully? Uh, Cully, yeah. Like, I can't really say much about him, but, like, you could say, like, damn, the Texans was fighting hard. They didn't win a lot of games, but it was like, Man, in the game when Texas played, bro, it's like, you know, Vegas probably didn't cover it because they came in them games and, and just fought hard, bro. And they so it was like 
And they were in a lot of games that they obviously should not have even remotely been in. Exactly, exactly. So this is one of those things like, man, you just want to see what, what is D.A. as a head coach. And we don't know, you know. We don't. It's a complete, complete, it's a huge mystery. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to find out. Um, but until then, I think I think C plus is is a, a good mm-hmm. good grade for him being being hired. Uh, so I didn't include this, but I, I guess they, I guess we'll just stick with the additions of Cody Burns as a new wide right receiver coach and bringing back Doug Marone as an offensive line coach. Yeah, um, I had the Cody Burns as a. Um... It's an 80. It's like a B. Okay. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good eye. You know, I, got, I can't say it's a great eye. I don't know. But, you know, I just like the fact that just bring in young, young coaches that's, you know, that's ambitious and trying to show the world what they can do and in a position of need. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I like it. So I gave, I gave the burn tire, I, I gave it a C. And I think I gave it a C. A lot because in, in hiring Cody Burns, they, they let go of Curtis Johnson, right? And it, it could be a situation like maybe they just needed, you know, sometimes you just need a new voice in the room, yeah, whatever it may be. But also on the flip side, Curtis Johnson didn't have much thing, fucking anything to work with last year, man. Let's just no, be real. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what the wide receivers would look like, like Chris Olave and and Jarvis Landry, et cetera, et cetera, getting coached up by Curtis Johnson as opposed to Cody Burns. But, like, they've set the right receiver room up very nicely for Cody Burns, like extremely nicely. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I gave the the hiring of Doug, Doug Marone or him being back as an old line coach, I gave that a B. Um, yeah. To me, that – a good hire because so much of the success on this team hinges on the offensive line. A lot of it hinges on the health of the offensive line, but the two big things, the two big things that Doug Marone has in front of him, he has to develop Trevor Penning. Like that's his number one biggest priority is developing Trevor Penning. And then two, he has to see if he can salvage Cesar Ruiz's career, right? And if 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 Doug Marone goes to training camp, man, and he's looking and he goes to DA and says, I, I can't do shit with this guy, bro. Like, like I tried, man. It's, it, I can't do it. Like, we've talked about, like, this coaching staff or this, like, these guys in the front office and the coaching level aren't really tied to Cesar Ruiz, right? No. Like, that was a, a Sean Payton pick, and obviously everyone in the front office signed off on it, you know, for him to be the draft pick. But that was a, a Sean Payton pick. So I'm fascinated, fascinated to see if Doug Marone can get something out of fucking Ruiz. I'm not going to be hopeful of it or expect it. But if he could just make him average, I don't even need a good right guard. Just be Senio Calamente most of the season, that's a huge hire. Huge, man. You know, there's a lot to say about a 
former head coach. He head coached in college. He was a head coach, you know, for the Bills and the Jaguars. Um, you know, he was with the Saints uh, under Sean Payton. So there's something to that, man. Like, there's a lot to that, you know, especially for somebody for a DA to lean on that just knows the ropes. Um, so it's just going to be huge as far as just game planning, prepping for the week. It's a good hire, man. Like, I always say, like, some of these young coaches that get hired, they don't really get support in the building like they should. But I think, you know, the way they approached it, you know, I think they got, like, a good team around DA. Oh, I, I agree with that tremendously. I think I think there's a very good team around, around DA that he can lean on for help. Um, let's go to the other side of the ball. Well, not the other side of the ball. Um, let's stay with the offensive side of the ball. Let's talk about let's talk about Pete, bro. Let's talk about Pete Carmichael, offensive coordinator, being brought back. <laughs> what did you give that? I gave that uh, a C because it's 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 C from Carmichael. I don't know. It's like it's, it's just you know I, we a lot of us wanted them to kind of just get somebody exciting and. That's gonna come in and be innovative. Um, they decided to go with stability again. Um, but there's just like he is such the, he's such a huge question going into this offseason, man. And you know, if you haven't listened to Mike Neighbors episode, last episode, listen to that. He talked about it. It's like Sean Payton was such a presence. Um, he was such a game planner week to week, understanding how to attack defenses and stuff like that. We just don't know if Pete got that in him, you know. You know, we, you know, he coached, you know, the 2012 season, and you know, he coached when Sean Payton got hurt. But we don't really know when it's really all on him because Dennis Allen leaning on him to cook on offense. Yeah, like Dennis Allen ain't walking in there and telling him, "Oh, we need to do this, 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 and this against this defense." No, Dennis Allen not doing that. Doing Dennis Allen walking in there like, "What's your plan, Pete?" Like. <laughs> How we gonna beat him? You know what I'm saying? And Pete gotta have an answer. Figure it so out. It's just it's just like one of those things where we don't know. And can can Pete handle Jameis? You know, a big personality like Jameis Winston. You know, Sean Sean Payton had to fear God in 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 Jameis Winston last year. You know what I'm saying? Where he was throwing 130 yards a game or whatever. You know, like does Pete have that? Can he put that fear into Jameis Winston? And I'm not saying that we want that fear until right. I, yeah, I, yeah. You go. You, he's he's gonna have to manage James Winston and find that balance to where you do want a little of that old James Winston that's gonna slay it, but not too much of it. So it's like, can Pete do that? Can he handle his job? Um, that's the ultimate question. And he didn't even want the job, so it's like, what's going on here, bro? Like, it's it's just a big question, man. I don't know. That's that's why you 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 said it. Like he didn't want the job, and I gave it a D. And I, the, and it's not so much a D just in regards to like it's it's a D because everything you said is completely exactly how I feel. It's unknown. Like we don't know how Pete is when Pete's by himself as an offensive coordinator and a game planner. And then two, like the big thing for me is like you said, like he didn't want the job. Like right. that's a that's a big thing, and. 
who knows? By the end of the season, we may be like, remember when Pete didn't want the, the offensive, you know, offensive coordinator job and he, he coached all season or whatever? It, it could be something we could joke about. But it could also be – it could also not go well at all offensively or or go very poorly offensively. And yeah. that's a that's a thing. Like, so I gave it a D because it just – there's so right, much would, – would it, would it really shock you if Doug Marone called in plays by week 10? You know what nope. I'm saying? <laughs> Not a little bit. Like, they may, would it really blow you away? No. Shit, they may let Cody Burns call some, call some plays here and there. That's, bro. What, I'm I, like, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, it's like, who knows, man? And, you know, Pete doesn't strike me as this guy that's just like super ambitious. Like, he just wants to, he got to stay, he wants to show it, he just want to. He doesn't strike me as that guy. He just wants to clock in and clock out, bro. <laughs> Fuck him, bro. Get them eight hours, man. Get that paycheck. Shit, this man wanted to go on F- FMLA for more offseason. They did not just manage FMLA. He just wanted to chill for a little bit, bro. <laughs> oh. uh, that and it's it's a it's an underrated storyline. I, I think it's it's one of the bigger storylines this this entire go going into the season. Um, so now we're gonna. Talk about some some free going diving into free agency. Uh, let's start with the big one that left in free agency. Marcus Williams goes to the Ravens. Uh, they don't. There aren't. There are. They aren't able to make out or make a big deal to retain Marcus Williams. I I gave it an F. I just I gave it an F because you know I, I we'll talk about the other moves that the Saints made after that, but. For him, for his age, he was a young player. He was drafted. He was groomed. He is a very unique safety in terms of his range and him being able to play single high safety. Like, you could count on one hand the type of safeties in the NFL that can do what Marcus Williams does. Yeah. There aren't a lot – there are not a lot of players like him. Um, And for him to leave without any type of compensation, like – Shit, and I know, I know it's the Saints, and I know, I, I, you know, I didn't talk about, I didn't put on the list of them clearing seventy million dollars in, in in cap space, like that's an A plus, but like it, put a transition tag on on them, right? Like, like see what a team may have offered. Like I know they weren't going to tag, I know they wanted to franchise tag them again, but they were just like, no, we're, we're good, and it just he's a. He's going to be great in Baltimore, man. He's going to be oh, yeah. great in Baltimore. Um, and I just hated it. To me, it was just a, a, a big a big F. Yeah, no, it's F. It's a F. I put an F. It's just no question about it, man, because it's a loss. And, you know, they brought players in the field, but they had to, that's the thing, they had to bring in players, plural, to replace him, you know, and even that doesn't replace him. It just, you know, gives them other options. So I just, you know, there was nothing. I, I just think they could have figured it out because the money he got in Baltimore was not like some outstanding twenty million a year, or something like that. You know, it was probably two or three million a year more than what they were offering. Um, so I just feel like it was one of the things they could have figured out. Yep, they went through all that. To, yep, you franchise tagged him last year. You did all that. You lost Trey Henderson. It's like. Man, I just I just really thought they would have figured something out with him. You know, we expected it to Ryan, which shows coming up, but 
that there I just didn't like, man. I didn't like it. And it didn't. doesn't mean it won't work out. It doesn't mean the, def- the defense could be much better this year. But that just, you know, still I didn't like that move. I didn't I didn't either. Um I, I mean I got over it. I just I just it just wasn't a good move. And oh. I just it just wasn't. Uh let's talk about the replacement that the Saints signed and signing Marcus May, free agent from the Jets. You know, he had torn Achilles uh last season, about mid season. Uh, the last year before the year that just passed before last season, he was playing very well, was an ascending player, was playing pretty, pretty well. This, this season that just ended before he tore his Achilles. So he has a ton of Achilles. He has the, I believe it's the DUI as well. So we don't know what type of discipline or whatsoever, what's maybe coming down on him. We don't even know, you know, is he going to be healthy to start the season? You know, even if he is, even if he isn't suspended, um, but I gave it, I gave it a B minus. Uh-huh. Um, to me, it's one of those signings that it's not going to replace Marcus Marcus Williams. But this is a, it's a very Saints. It was a very Saints signing. Let's oh, get and I and I predicted it a couple, couple for for free agency. Let's get a similar player who's ascending, but we could get him cheaper because of this injury. Like it just, I don't know. I just this team. I know this team. I gave, but I gave it a B minus because if I'm looking in the future, you know, assuming that he's healthy, assuming that you know the the suspension and he's healthy and he can play, Marcus May was showing to be a good player on a very bad Jets defense, and I think that like that context can't be overlooked. Like he's coming to a Saints team defensively that is. Stacked more than one of the more stacked defenses in the league. So he's going to be surrounded by other good to great defensive players. I think we might see even a better version of Marcus made than you saw. And because you to to show up on a bad defense, like you got to be good. (laughs) You got to be good to show up on a bad defense. So I think it's somewhat the reverse version of, you know, when Malcolm Jenkins left the Saints. To go to Philly, you know. Yes, it's the reverse version of that. Where he, you know Malcolm James got his chance to shine once he went to Philly. Well, I think it's going to be the same thing for Marcus Wade coming to us because we got a better defense now. You know, way way better defense. So it's a it's a signing that I'm optimistic about. I, I am because I do think it can end up being a a good signing. It's okay. That is the Jets. The Jets been giving us good defensive Just, players a long time, bro. John Vilma, Demario Davis, now we got Marcus May. Like they, they should give him, bro. The pipeline, bro. Um, did you? So I don't know. I, I said B minus. I don't know what grade you. What grade did you? I, get I had an eight or five. Was I guess it's like what, a B. B plus, almost a B yeah, plus, B plus, close. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're in this close to the same range. Um, Toronto Armstead leaving, going to Miami. Um. Just felt the. I think we both felt the writing on the wall was that was yeah. coming. Um, what it great, is yeah, man, I gave it a beat. It was yeah. a. It was a move that I felt. I think the Saints did the right thing in letting you know, Armstead walk and go to Miami because. Like who knows, right? No one, and we we joke about this before. He's gonna go to Miami. He's gonna play. 
two, three more years, be a first team All Pro, be healthy. Won't miss a game, bro. Won't miss a game, bro. <laughs> Won't miss a single game. The but, Iron Man Award. <laughs> but the flip side to that is, you know, Miami's paying him his last big payday in the NFL. And if he's as injured as he was, like, I think financially the Saints not investing in in Armstead, even though, you know, he's been a pillar for the team, for the locker room. They paid him a lot of money. They had. Um, I think it I think it was a smart financial thing for them to do to say, you know, God, God bless, be with you, get your money. But we gotta walk. We gotta. We gotta cut it. Like I, I see the talking heads. They're talking like, "Oh man!" Like Ross Tucker's like, "Oh man, no Toronto instead." Like, did you watch a Saints game? Like, bro, like he hasn't played. Like, <laughs> like you are lucky if Toronto instead plays a game. So, lucky. like, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good player. Like, when he does play, he's great. You know and. You know, last year when he did play, you know, it was kind of up and down. That was kind of the first time I was started seeing, like, ooh, you know, like some chinks in the armor. Um, but, yeah, like the Saints have – like that's the pro- that's why players hate to get injured and give another body a chance to get on the field because the team gets used to playing without you. Mm-hmm. Um they could see reality like, man, I could pay this guy three million a year and you know, no, he's not better than the other guy, but two million a year versus thirteen a year and, and it's we not can that get, bad. It's not like get, it's not like we can get by. Yeah, we can get by. It's like okay, like okay. That's why players hate letting them play on the field. Hate it. So, you know, I completely understood it. Like I had no reaction with Ryan Love. None. I, I mean, I was happy that he got paid. Yeah, like, I, you know. Can I say this thing? And and I don't know if Mike probably doesn't, Mike Triplett probably doesn't listen to our, our podcast, although he's been on it. I know he's a fan of the show. Um, Mike Triplett's been doing this thing that just annoys me. And he, he does it probably more than anyone. But, like, when a former Saints player goes somewhere, like, gets traded or free agency signs, like, he's, like, retweeting them with the new team. Why? 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 Why do you do that? My tri- trips. Can we stop? Can we stop that? He did it so much during the Jimmy Graham trip. After the Jimmy Graham mm. trip, I said, Mike, why are you retweeting, retweeting these articles about Jimmy, how Jimmy Graham's doing in, in training camp? <laughs> like, we, like, <laughs> Mike, something, man, because he put on his whole positive. Hey, I'm just a nice guy, just looking on the positive side, but he's slick, bro. Like, he <laughs> got that evil eye in him, like, I'm a stick. <laughs> He does, bro. So, like, when when those pictures and Kate, like, Teron Armstead showed up at like some the Miami the I think it was the Ty, the child abuser press conference or they did the press conference together or something like that. And he had like a throwback Dan Marino jersey and took a picture of it. And Mike Triplett's retweeted it. I'm like, why? I don't stop, Mike. He's not. A, he's not a saint. Stop it. Stop. Um, <laughs> just, just, just a bullshit, bro. Um, do you? I gave it a C minus, although I don't think the Saints really care about this. Do you give? Did you give them a grade for losing out on on comp picks at all? I did. I did. I gave it an F. Oh, you gave it. A, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't put much thought into it. It's like losing comp picks. F. <laughs> it just. It's just. It's bad. 
it's bad business, especially for the Saints, considering that they are already limited um, right. in draft picks in the future. And I and I, we we've said it on this podcast, like these dudes feel. I just know that they feel like that Peyton trade chip is right. going to just come back and like. They seem like on a lottery ticket, like, oh, we're gonna get two first round picks for Sean. We trust him. We're gonna get three first round. They living just like me. Like <laughs> that's like I got that check coming in a couple of months, man. Kind of mad before they hatch, bro. Like I go put that new stimulus out. That new stimulus coming. <laughs> it's just I you sometimes you end up, you know, not not getting what you think. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I gave it a C minus. Let's talk about getting the red rifle yeah. in the blood. <laughs> I, I gave that a 90, boys. An eight. What? You gave Andy Dalton a 90? 90, boy. Man, Andy Dalton is a backup quarterback, man. That's a great move. It, it is. A great move, man. It is. It, you're right. It really is. Um Bullish player, you know, he's a you know, won a lot of games. You know, he's not, you know, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a he's a, he's a 20-ish, 25th-ish quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like to get that as a backup is a good deal, man. It is because one, considering Jameis is coming off an injury. Two, exactly. if you feel like you're close to like a contending team or at least a team in the playoffs, like you don't want I mean, it's the NFC, but like one loss against an NFC opponent, you know, we saw we saw it last year, right? That was the Giants game. That, that, that's why the Saints didn't make the playoffs. If we're being if we're being honest, so then you don't have to rely on Ian Book, like the, you know, before they signed and they brought Andy Dalton. Like then you're not hoping, like okay, if James gets hurt, something happens. Okay, yeah, Ian, we got to go next weekend with Ian Book, and like that, <laughs> that is a bad. They showed you, uh, and I said it, and people got after me because I I tweeted it. But like the Saints showed you what they thought of Ian Book by signing Andy Dalton. I'm sorry, that's just it's just it's just reality. Teams show you if they if the Saints felt when I say the Saints, this is like the Dennis Allen Saints. But the Saints felt that Ian Book could be a number two quarterback and that he could win a game or two if something were to happen to Jameis if he went down or whatever. Then Andy Dalton would have been brought in. Like that's that's simple. Period. That is that is simple. It's, this has nothing to do about oh, like oh, he's just developing. He was a fourth round pick. Like yeah. if you're a fourth round pick as a quarterback, like if you can't be the number two going into year two, and you and they're bringing someone else in, that shows more about you than it does of anything else. I started like 800 games in college. <laughs> Who you think he is? Kitty Pickett? But you got you got Andy Dalton, man. Like that's just that's it just is. good business, bro. Like nobody freaking out if Andy Dalton got to start a game or come in for two quarters or whatever. Like, no, and, 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 and I, yeah, I would love. And I don't want anything to happen. You know, Jameis. Uh, you know, wishing him full season of health, bro. But could you just imagine, like, Andy coming in for, like, two quarters, bro, he just light that bitch up, just ran right and just, just sleep, like, that shit. Um, just think about the QB room as a total, you know what I'm saying? It's just a good, smart QB room with, you know, veteran experience, you know? That's that's just a that's a plus. 
It is. I gave it a B. I gave it a B. Um, I think it is a, a, a damn good move for them to have a, a, a backup on an extremely reasonable, reasonable backup quarterback money contract. Um, so speaking of, speaking of quarterbacks, let's keep, let's keep it in the, in the same vicinity and the Saints bringing back Jameis, Jameis Winston. Um, what'd you give that? Uh, Jameis, it was the same grade as uh, Dalton, like a 90. Because okay. it just, you know, I mean, look, I, we didn't talk about the, you know, the flirtation with. Oh, no, it's on the it's on the list. Oh, it's on the list? Like, Oh, yeah, I put it on my list. So, yes, it's on the list. So, so it's like, you know, it's, it's a 90. It's a good move. It's a good move because when you look at the quarterbacks available, it was probably one of the better moves you could make, you know. It, I think things got real diet was getting close to getting real dire for the Saints because if I, if the, like, he, like, Jameis was almost about to, like, catch a plane to Indy, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, catch a plane to Indy um, when Deshaun Watson, Mr. 22, made his choice to go to Cleveland. And if Jameis goes to Indy, bro, they probably don't let him leave. Would be my guess, and then it's like uh, you've been calling him Matt Ryan, man. Like Matt Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> let us treat you right, Matt. We'll take care of you. Um, <laughs> I, I gave it a, I gave it a B minus. The reason I gave it a B minus is I feel like it's it, it, B minus isn't a bad grade. I just felt like considering the don't forget, like this is the like the Saints put themselves in the, in this situation. At the whole yeah. Deshaun Watson thing, whatever. So, considering how that played out, you know, getting Dalton, I think was like the best outcome that the, you know. Sorry, not Dalton. Sorry, getting Jameis was the best outcome that they could have that they could have gotten. So, I gave it a I gave it a B minus. Let's stick with the quarterbacks and and let's talk about the guy that the Saints went after. Um, that just just yesterday, real real sports did a fucking. You know, story on it. It was an opening story. I watched it. I was absolutely fucking disgusted. Um, I don't know how many Fs I could give the Saints for, for going after him. And even, as excited I want, I, and I'll be honest when I say this, I'm more excited about being able to interact with people in our in our in our Discord. That you know, meeting them in person, getting to like experience New Orleans with them in person. Like, there's still a part of me that still has not forgotten the Saints going balls to the wall to try to get Deshaun Watson. Watching that real sports piece last night was just, oh, like my stomach was just turning, man. Like, it was just so fucking gross and just hearing how the Cleveland Browns didn't give two shits. And let's be honest, bro, none of these, none of the teams that went after Deshaun Watson gave two shits about any of these allegations, including the Saints. Falcons, um, who else? Uh, Carolina, Cleveland. No one, no one fucking cared. Um, and so I gave that as as many Fs as as an as an organization can can get. Absolutely, me too. And you know, I, I just it struck me that one of the one of the women that was that was talking said the same thing that I said, man, on the podcast, like. It's, when she was talking about the Browns giving them that big guaranteed contract, it's like, it's giving them a warden for bad behavior. Like, yeah, man. You're just rewarding them. 
Uh, oh my God. I, I'm just so thankful that that's not the Saints. Because I can already see Saints Twitter just defending mm-hmm. the on and they're like, you know, these girls hit it. They ain't number some thoughts out here, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could just, I could just already see Saints Twitter, bro. Easy. Like, I'm so happy I don't have to deal with that, man. And I know they flirted with him, but it's like, I'm just glad it didn't happen. I'm just glad, man. Yeah. Um, so them going after him is, is as many Fs as it can get. Um, I put this – so there's a couple more free agent things before we get into the draft. Uh, are we talking about Daniel Sorensen, bro? Oh, F. <laughs> Why, man? I got more faith than that. What, Justin Evans or whatever his name is? I got more faith yes. than him. <laughs> Easily. And if and if fucking Daniel Sorensen makes the team, I'm telling you right now, bro, there's gonna be there's gonna be some packages that puts him in, in there at the third safety. You can you can quote <laughs> me right now. Quote me right now. If Daniel Sorensen makes the team, I'm not saying it's gonna be a lot of plays, but I mean we, we're talking about Marcus May, bro. If Marcus oh. May, if Marcus May gets suspended two games, <laughs> it's gonna be ter- it's gonna be honey badger and Sorensen, like, they never left Kansas City, bro. No. Bull time, man. <laughs> Get me away from this motherfucker, please. <laughs> Shit. Went back home to escape this man. This man's still here. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, but yes. F, 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 F. I, I, it, the, even, like, as a depth, like, you, you can't even sell it to me as, like, a good depth sign. You can't. No. I'm sorry. Can't. He's a terrible player. Terrible player. Um, yeah, just terrible, terrible signing. It makes no sense to me. Um, I'm really hoping that the the former first, former second round pick, uh, Justin Evans, that the Saints picked up. You know, and I, I didn't put him on the list, but the risk reward of Justin Evans, like, it's huge, right? Mm. He was drafted only a couple of spots after Marcus Williams. Obviously wasn't good, but there were times in Tampa Bay that he flashed as a good young safety. And then injuries derailed his career. Like, he missed football for, like, two years. Like, he was out of football because of injuries. Um, and I'm not going into the season or going into the season expecting anything out of him. But I will say that for as little, I'm sure he probably signed for like a bet minimum or something very, very small like that. Like, even if he just made the team as a third safety that contributes here and there, like, that's a that's a plus. I'm not going to give it a grade, but that's a plus. Absolutely. Um, so, Traquan. Traquan being back. I gave it a D. Just straight D. Um, yeah, I give it a 70. That's like a C minus or a D. Yeah, that's like right out of C. Like, yeah, C minus. Yeah, that's more C minus. Um, I don't even know if Trey Klein makes a team, bro. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know, man. He, he doesn't have to. Uh, and obviously, all, all this ties all back into what we were talking earlier about Michael Thomas and him being mm-hmm. back. But if he's back, like, you got Michael Thomas, you got Chris Olave, you got Jarvis Landry, and then who, that whoever wins the number four wide receiver, if that's 
Deontay Hardy, Marquez Callaway, or Traquan Smith. Like you have the that fifth receiver on the outside looking like looking in. Like the Damn, the receiver battle in training camp is going going to be interesting and fun to watch. Um, keeping up with free agent signings and things like that. Juwan Johnson and, and Big Creep being back. I, I combined uh, them into to one. Yeah, I gave that um it's a it's a B. Okay. I gave it a C plus, so almost a B. Um solid, you know, solid, just you know, rotational players. Yeah. So they are. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. And I and I, I hope they don't go into the season expecting um I mean he, if if Juwan Johnson makes a, a leap that's that's great, but like I hope they don't go into the season expecting this. No, please don't. Please. Um our our favorite player that we've come to love, PJ Williams being brought back. Yeah. Man, PJ Williams being brought back was one of one of one of my favorite moves in the offseason this team made, bro. Uh, I gave it a B. I, yeah, I gave it a 90. So that's a that's hell a yeah, man. Um, come on, man. Like, where else he gonna go? <laughs> love, I love PJP back. Uh, let's get let's dive into the draft. Uh, drafting Chris Olave, honey, honey. <laughs> One honey. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a. I, I, I you you people could talk about what the Saints had to trade up to get. I don't I don't fuck. Don't care. care. I don't, don't care. Don't care. Don't even care. Sorry. Don't care. Um, a for me. What about uh Trevor Penny? I gave that a ninety, which is still good because I just man, I don't know, bro. Like. And, you know, like, the talent is there. So, to me, that's the most important thing. Like, the fact the talent is there, they just got to fine-tune it or whatever they need to do. Um, that's, that's most important to me. But it's just, it's, you know, it's a rookie, bro. Like, you just don't know, bro. He could be complete garbage. Um, and I, I'm not smart enough. And even everybody I just listened to that, like, are smart, their opinions are, you know, wildly all over the place. So, he's such I don't a, know, man. He's just such a polarizing player. That he is, all, man. All, it's like there are some people that absolutely love him, and there are other people yeah. that absolutely can't stand him. I gave it a C plus. Um, I kind of equated it kind of to the, the DA side, the DA being head coach because mm. – it was something that if he was there, I think we were I, – I, I was like – it was like expected that he yeah. was going to be a saint. And now that – and now that he is, um, I just – I think his career, obviously, you know, playing talent, you know, playing well is going to go into that. But, like, Doug Marone is going to go – go. It's he's so crucial to Trevor Penning's career. I really do believe that. Um and I, and I, you know, that's why Doug Marone being brought back was such a, a, a I think, a good move. Um, them drafting Elante Taylor, I gave that, I gave it a C plus, 
Um, I gave it a C plus because I still am annoyed by them not addressing another offensive need. And I know they, uh-huh. they, they signed, they, they got Jarvis Landry a couple weeks after that, but he's older. He's not young. Um, they could have been, I mean, I know the running backs had, had gone, but could have been a tight end. Couldn't have been another wide receiver. I don't, I think that was, would be pushing it, but I did raise it from where I probably would have had it after the draft because I think it was, I don't know what it was like rookie mini camp or something. And there was just a clip of him, right. Working out and something I noticed in that little small clip, his size and how fluid his hips were. I was like, God damn. Like there's one thing I've given, um, Jeff Ireland, complete car car blotch since he's been since he's been on Saints. The man can scout fucking secondary, bro. Like that is his fucking wheelhouse. I don't care if it's corner safety. That man can scout a good secondary player. So with the tools that Alante Taylor has, paired with getting the coaching of a Chris Richard, um, like the sky's really the limit for him. And then you got. I think the big the, the reason why it's still a low grade is you still got to figure out where he's going to play, right? right but right. but I I think the talent is obviously there. Yeah, absolutely. And I gave it a B. Um, uh, you know, I was questioning the pick when it happens, but after you know looking at somebody looking far, long, and high to find some clips of them and just read more about them, uh, Greg hit. I heard Greg Cassell, Cassell today. He talked about him. He he likes him a lot. A lot, bro. A lot. Big fan of him. Um, so it, it you know, and you know, positive. You know, his working minicamp. Who knows? But there's some positive things written about him. At you know, minicamp, he seems like he fits right into the whole culture of the secondary. Just kind of hungry, a dog, just ready to get at it. So you know, that serves him well, man. Like and like you said, man, that size. Just look at him. Like, I, I tweeted, like, he just looks like a defensive back, like a good defensive back, man. Just even though he's not super big, but he's six foot, got the long arms, you know what I'm saying? He, he just looks. He looks bigger than he actually is. It's crazy. Like, you watch yes. him. If you watch him on tape, he looks like you think he's like a 6'3 uh, cornerback. He, don't you? Like, it's wild. Yeah. But, like, he's only six foot, which is crazy. So, he's just one of those guys that's just long and lengthy and. Get his hands on the ball, you know what I'm saying? Good instincts. So, and look, I trust, like, you know, you could argue about what you trust the Saints with, but man, they, it's crazy that they've been good on secondary the last couple of years, but they've <laughs> just been able to find these guys, bro. So, Absolutely I'm wild, just like, man. I'm leaning on them. I'm like, man, I'm going to trust you on this one. Yeah, it's, a, it's absolutely wild. It's become their wheelhouse since since Dennis Allen's or sorry, since uh Jeff Allen has come to the team. Except when they fell asleep at the will in 2018, they were just fucking just throwing dogs. Oh so my like, god. <laughs> Kareem Moore. Uh, <laughs> dark throw. Uh, uh <laughs> completely forgot who else they got in that draft. But some of my but yeah I gave I gave a C plus. If you would have asked me after the draft, I probably would have given it like a D or an F. Uh-huh. But I've risen it to a C plus. So let's wrap this up. Um, 
signings of bringing Honey Badger back to Louisiana. Uh, I, I would, I gave that, I gave it a B plus. I know people probably be like, oh, you're just down. Um, and then for Jarvis Landry, I give the Jarvis Landry signing an A. So what would you do for the two hometown hometown boys? Uh, I gave them both one hundreds. Um, Tyrant Matthew, you know, from a football standpoint, we'll see. But I just think from a, uh, you know, uh, some leadership. Yes. Just, you know, vibe standpoint. Yeah. It just means so much, man. Just, just yeah, like, you're right. You're right, 100%. And, the, like, even, you know, CD tweeted it, tweeted about it. Yeah. Recently, you know, walking, you know, going, you know, walking into the DB room. Alante Taylor, who we were just talking about, tweeted yep. today or yesterday, like, just being surrounded by greatness. Like, it's, it's not a tangible thing, but that shit matters, man. Oh, it, it matters. It does, man. Because think about it. Like you don't want to be. You don't want to be slacking. You know what I'm saying? Like you, Latte Taylor. You won't come in there and be like the best you could be. You got Tyron Matthew. I'm sure you know him as a young man looked up to. You got Marshawn Lattimore up there, which I'm sure you looked up to. You know, like these are dudes like you playing with that's checking on you, bro. Like so, that just means so much, man. Like it, it means a lot for them dudes to come in. And really just play their best ball. It does. It does. Um, so yeah, I, I only reason I gave the Matt Matthew a little grade is just he's he's older mm-hmm. and he, at times like kind of guesses on some plays and sometimes he gets oh, yeah. wrong. And I, I, that's I'm just you know in terms of like a football aspect I I, I lowered it a little bit. But other than that, man, like. I agree with everything 100% what you said in regards to, you know, the vibe, the fit, all of it, all that makes 100% sense. So I don't even know how that would be, how this would be calculated. If there's a teacher out there, I, I know one of our guys in our Discord, uh, Brock is a teacher. The teacher out there can maybe correct us. But what would you just, <laughs> I know it's a little hard. So what is your overall grade for the, for this offseason? Uh, man, I calculated it on the cell and it was like a B minus. Okay. It's okay. a B minus, which is it just kind of feels right. And look, if the Landry and Matthew signing didn't happen, it probably would have been a C minus. Yeah. You know, but th- that last little stretch, like, man, this, this offseason was crazy, bro, because it, it was. was bad for a while. It was like, are they going to win six games? Like, it was, it was bad. But they, you know, down the stretch, man, they came down the home field and got it. They did. They did. And, I, it, it just goes to show that the off season is, um, it's, it's a long, it's a long off season, right? It's a, it's a lot of moving parts to, to the off season. I don't know what my, what the letter grade of my grades would be in terms of translating it to like an actual grade, but I think just eyeballing it, I think it's probably close to like a B minus uh-huh. give or take, or maybe like a high C plus. Yeah. Um, C plus, yeah. Some, something around there. Um, but, you know, OTAs are going on, and then NFL is going to shut down <laughs> for a couple of months. Um, oh. Just completely just go away um, until training camp starts kicking back up soon. So we wanted to just recap the offseason that the Saints have had, go over everything. Um, 
and and just give our give our thoughts and, and things like that. We do hope, you know, we have some some hope and you know, probably gonna have some some exciting guests coming on the show to talk about the Saints and things like that. And we're looking forward to it. Um, so I understand. I know it's kind of like football slowing down. No one listens to a lot of football podcasts right now. People go on a vacation. But if you're still tuning in, we appreciate you. We thank you. Um, if you're listening and you still haven't become a Patreon member, please, 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 uh, if you have, if you can, right? I always, always lead with you can. Even if you can just do a dollar, we appreciate it. You immediately get access to our Discord. What I've started to do would be good become pretty good at is that as soon as I get the email that we get a new Patreon uh, member, I immediately send you the Discord link in the in the Patreon app. Um, so you have a link to get access to the Discord. And then don't forget that if you're a Patreon member, um, you get entered into the raffle for there's two there's two games that we're gonna be raffling off tickets for. It may be more, but right now the two games for sure is the one ticket to the Raiders game. That's the how the game on the day before Halloween. There's two tickets that's going to be raffled off. Raffled off. Excuse me for the Seahawks game. Um, and then if you're a Patreon member, you also get access to the VIP Patreon get together that we're doing that same weekend in New Orleans. Super fucking excited about it. I uh, gotta gotta condition myself because I probably be drinking a lot that weekend. And the last time I probably have drunk the amount I'm, I'm going to drink was when me and you were in Vegas during the live stream. So I gotta gotta prep myself. Um, also, other other perks for being a Patreon member is that this season we're going to start it off in the preseason, um, try it out, and I'm pretty sure it'll go pretty well. But we're going to do Zoom get-togethers and live streams for preseason games. And then the goal is to also do it during actual regular season games where we do a, a, a full Zoom screen of all the VIP Patreons. We're all talking about the game, joking, having fun. Um, and it gets all live streamed to YouTube. We did it with the draft in, in Vegas. It was great. We, we loved it. So there's a lot of things that we're trying to do for our Patreon members to make it, you know, just not you're just – giving money to a podcast you're actually getting benefits out of it so a lot of things on the horizon that that we're doing um here so that we're gonna wrap it up close it out um we'll be back next week with that we're out peace save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.